Bibles. Amen. We're going to John 10, St. John 10, 3 through 5. Amen. In your hearing uh, on this morning. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of Wednesdays ago, we were teaching on instruction. And as we continue to meditate on that, um, it's important to be able to hear God and receive the right instruction. Especially when God is trying to do something in and through our life. He's trying to take us somewhere. And like any, any trip that you're going on, you, you need to, to know how to get there. How to arrive at the appropriate destination or the place that you're trying to get to. And God is trying to get us all somewhere. And it's critical that we hear him. Uh, yeah, that we hear him. So uh, let's look at the scripture this morning. John 10, 3 through 5. It says, to him, the doorkeepers opened, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. For says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. It says, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This morning, I want to start a new series entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? Can you hear me now? Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful that you've called and chose us. So thankful that you allowed us to rise this morning with our life, health, and strength. Thank you, God, that you blew breath into our body yet another day. And we're truly honored. You do for us that that we cannot do for ourselves, and we're thankful. Thank you for bringing us to this appointed place in time. God, that you destined, that you foreordained. We're not here by happenstance, but you got us in the right place at the right time. And we're so thankful of that. And Father, as we've come into your presence, not out of form or fashion, but we've come to be open vessels ready to be filled, ready for you to pour in us that that we need to nourish our inward man. So God, have your way in this place. Though I prepared, I understand that I'm only a man. I need the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me. So Father, I relinquish my will on today. I stand before your people praying that you would have free course in and through my thoughts and in and through my lips. God, let your word go forth with power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost that it will hit its target, do what it's designed to do. Father, we thank you on today. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As you take your seats, look at two or three people and say, can you hear me now? 
Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Amen. Can you hear me now? This phrase, can you hear me now, became popular in 2002 when Verizon used it as one of their campaigns, one of their ad campaigns. And within 24 months, Verizon customers, customer base grew by 10% then another 15% the year afterwards. When other cell phone providers were fighting it out over pricing, Verizon chose to talk about signal quality. Yeah, Verizon chose to, to do what others did not think about doing. Because how many know there's nothing worse than being in a place and having a poor signal? <laughs> yeah. We, we're, we're now staying in a temporary place because of the fire that happened in March, and I'm telling you, it has a poor cell phone signal. Yeah, I was talking to somebody just the other day, and I found myself walking around the room saying, can you hear me now? <laughs> Trying to find that sweet spot in order to be able to connect with the individual that I wanted to talk to. See, it doesn't matter how many low-cost minutes you might have in a sale plan if you can't complete a call or talk to the person that you're really trying to talk to. So over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about several things that relates to hearing the voice of God. Yeah, hearing the voice of God. We're, we're going to talk about the importance of being able to hear God's voice. We're going to talk about how we distinguish between voices or between God's voice and other voices. We're going to talk about things that hinder us from hearing the voice of God. We're going to talk about ways in which God speaks or God talks because God is talking <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about benefits of being able to hear God's voice because how many know there's a benefit of being able to hear God's voice there's a benefit so if we're going to to live out our fullest potential as Christians understand hearing God's voice is not an option uh, no, it's not an option. It's a must. Because after all, we have to understand who created us. Yeah, the Bible said that we were created in his image and likeness. So because we were created by him and for him, understand it's critical that we hear him. That we receive the instruction that we need in order to live out to the fullest potential what God has planned and destined for our lives. I don't know about you, but I want to live out my full potential. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I often say that I want to go to the grave empty. 
Yeah, I, I don't want nothing left in me. I, I, I want to, to lay hold to everything that God has purposed and planned for my life. I want to live that abundant life. I wish above all things that thou would prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. Uh, he tells us that the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I come that you might have life, the Zoe type of life, the full type of life. I want to live out that type of life. And I understand that if I'm going to live it out, I got to have some instructions. Yeah, I got to be able to hear the voice of God. In our text this morning, we find Jesus talking about the good shepherd. He uses an allegory of the sheep and the sheep and the sheepfold and the good shepherd to shine a light on a couple of things. One, he wants us to know who he is, but he also wants us to know who we are and what we've been called to do. Yeah. Verse 1 tells us that there was a large, if we go back to verse 1 and read it, I, did, I didn't read it in, in, in your hearing, you can go back and read it, but it talks about a large number of sheep that had been gathered in the area, and the sheep that belonged to several shepherds were there. And when the shepherd approached the gate, it was guarded by a watchman. And the watchman, understand, he would watch over the sheep while the, the, the shepherd was away, but when the shepherd arrived back, he would announce to his sheep. And the sheep, it's amazing, would come out of the gate because they recognized their shepherd's voice. Yeah, yeah. Sheep that did not belong to a shepherd would not come out because that sheep did not recognize the stranger's voice. Yeah. So Jesus, Jesus, the good shepherd is symbolic of Jesus. He's our good shepherd. And understand, we are the sheep. And because we are the sheep, we have a responsibility to recognize the voice of our good shepherd. Yeah, the voice of the one that created us, the voice that one, of the one that shaped and formed us, the voice that, of the one that has a plan for our life. And that's critical. Yeah, so two things, two things that we can glean from the text to begin with. The first thing is, is that God speaks. Yeah, I mean, we serve a God that speaks. We have a speaking God. Yeah, he's not like Buddha. He's not like some other idol that you put on a shelf and you don't expect to hear from. No, we have a God that speaks. Ah, uh, yeah. He, 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 he's, he's, he's a speaking God. Our, our God is alive and speaking. <laughs> uh, and I think it's important to understand that we have a God that wants to commune with his people. Uh, he wants to talk with you. Ah, uh, yeah, he wants to talk with me. Uh, he's not a God that uh, has created us and just sends us off to fend for ourselves. No, he wants to take the time to communicate with us. He communicating with us and us communicating with him. Uh, in fact, we see God's desire to communicate with his people throughout the Bible, starting in the book of beginnings. We see this, Genesis 1 and 28. Look at what it says. It says, then God blessed them and said to them. Uh, yeah, he blessed them. First, he created them. 
Then he blessed them. Then he said, I want to talk to you. Uh, he, and he tells them, he says, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. He says, I created you now. I want to talk to you. Mm, I, I, I want to commune with you. Yeah, matter of fact, we see this in Genesis 6 and 13 through 14. It says, and God said to Noah. Yeah, he, he, he spoke to Noah. Uh, it says, the ends of all flesh have come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with, with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside out with pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God comes to, 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 to Noah and says, I'm getting ready to wipe out everything. Uh, he, he says, but I, I need you to do something. I, I need you to prepare an ark because I uh, understand, I, I, even though I'm getting ready to destroy everything, I, I, I want something left. Uh, and understand that, that Noah had no, no degree. Uh, Noah hadn't went to school. Ah, no, no, Noah depended on the voice of God. He depended on his instruction. Uh, and his instructions allowed him to build an ark that was massive, that preserved life. And, the re and, and we're here because Noah was willing to listen to God. Uh, yeah, not only did he talk to Noah, but we see in Genesis 12 and 1, he talked to Abraham. He says, now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your father and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. He tells, he tells uh, 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 Abram, he, he says, uh, uh, I need you to leave from where you are. Uh, and I'm not going to give you the full picture because as you walk through this path, I'm going to talk to you. Ah, yeah, see, because God does not give us the full picture all the time. Sometimes he just wants us to take a step. And in the process of taking that step, by us communing with him, talking to him, listening to him, he will guide our every path. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered, 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 ordered by the Lord. Yeah, we see him talking to Moses in Exodus 3 and 4 through 6. So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him. Oh, my God. Uh, from the midst of the burning bush, from the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. He says, uh, we read the scripture. He says, uh, I know them and they know me. <laughs> Yeah, Moses, Moses being on the backside of a mountain, uh, hears from God, uh, does not hear the, 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 the normal way. Uh, because how many know when we're going to deal with it, God speaks in multiple facets. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you're looking for God to talk out of the sky, but I, I just want to tell you, you, you might not hear him audibly. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, if you heard God all of it, some of us would be scared in here. 
so he has to speak in other ways. We, we see him talking to Saul in Acts 9 and 3 through 4. And he journeyed and came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Yeah, we see him talking to Peter in Acts 10 and 13. A voice came to him, arise, Peter, kill and eat. See, God is a relational God. He's a relational God. He, uh, I mean, what good is it to have a relation with somebody and not be able to talk to them? Yeah, I, I mean, what good is, is me and my wife to be married and we never talk to one another? Uh, understand, we're going to have some issues if there's no communication. Uh, Y'all ain't going to help me this morning. Uh, we need communication with those to whom we love naturally and understand we need it spiritually. We need to commune with God. Yeah, we need to commune with God. Uh, see, God loves us so much that he wants to have a conversational relationship with us. And that's powerful because understand, you may not have access to some actor or actress. Uh, but do you realize that you have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You have access to the Almighty God. You have access to the one that hung the moon and divided the, the stars and firmaments. You, you have access to the Creator. Uh, and I know, I know we want access to people. I know we want access to, to famous people and, and those of, that have recognition. But I'm here to tell you, I need access to God. I, I want to be able to talk to God. I want to be able to commune with him. Because at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, only he can do what I need him to do. I wish I had a witness in the building. Uh, yeah, the second thing that leaps out of the text that if God is speaking, we're supposed to be listening. I mean, he says in, in, in 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So God's intent is for us to hear him. God is not trying to hide from us. He's not trying to withhold from us. No, no. God wants to speak to us because, understand, what he has to say is important. The text tells us uh, that, that, that hearing him puts us in a position to follow him. It's hard to follow somebody you won't listen to. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard. We all been there. We all have been children and parents told us to do something and, you know, it's hard to follow them uh, when we don't want to listen, when we got our own agenda, when we got our own mindset, when we got our own things that we think that we should be doing. So God wants to guide us, understand, into the, uh, the plan that he has for our life. Remember what he told Jeremiah. He says, I, for I for, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. If God's got a plan, yeah, understand, I can never come up with a greater plan than what God has. 
I, I, I mean, he created me. He shaped me. He formed me. He, he knows my end from my beginning. He's already set up a course for my life. So why, do I, why should I try to heal somebody else when God has created me and knows uh, the course and plan for my future? Uh, what is important uh, is that there is not a season of your life that God does not want to guide you through. He want to guide, guide you through the successful seasons, and he want to guide you through the not-so-successful seasons. Yeah, God, God never intended us to have difficulty hearing him. That's critical. He, he never, he never, but uh, I, I mean, we see that the Bible says in Genesis that he came in the cool of the day. Yeah, he came to commune with Adam and Eve. He came to talk with them. There was an expectation that, that, that when he showed up that they would come and that uh, they would listen to him until one day when he came and couldn't find them. Uh, they were hiding, the Bible said. They were hiding from him. And they said that, he said, why are you hiding? They said, because we're naked. He said, uh, well, who you been talking to? Who you been listening to? Yeah, because I didn't tell you you were naked. Uh, so who else has your ear? Who, who else are you allowing to give you instructions? Who else are you allowing to talk into you that will cause you to do something that I have not deemed you to do? Oh, I'm going to work with this. Ah. Uh, Ah, yeah, see, he wants to be able to talk to us and we listen and hear what he is saying and then be obedient. Yeah, but, the, you know, the truth is it can be difficult sometimes. Yeah, it can be difficult sometimes. That, 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 that there's a struggle. And the reason that there's a struggle, because God is not the only one talking. Hmm. Yeah, that there are a lot of... Uh, well, three we're going to talk about. There, there are three voices that are talking. Yeah, three voices that are, are talking, that, 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 that are speaking. Yeah, there's a difficulty in hearing because these other voices are speaking to us daily, telling us what to believe, how we ought to live, and how we ought to think. So the issue really isn't the fact that God is not speaking. I mean, that's not the issue. That's not the issue. I mean, it's kind of like I thought about, you know, take a radio station or a television station. They, they transmit 24-7, but we only hear them when we turn the receiver on and tune in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because we doesn't hear them does not mean that it's not working. Now, they're transmitting signals all the time, 24-7. And just like that, God is constantly speaking to us and guiding us in the way that we should go according to his will. But the issue is, yeah, are we tuned in? Yeah, are, are we listening? Or do we have our frequency tuned in to God or is our frequency tuned in to other things? 
Yeah, are we more in tune to the other voices that are speaking or do we have our, our, our ears tuned in to the voice that is the greatest voice that we should be listening to, the one that, uh, that we should be zoned into so that we can receive what we need? Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, there are three voices speaking to us. Yeah, there's the voice of God. Yeah. Then there's the voice of your flesh. Yeah, and Paul told us that there's no good thing found in our flesh. Uh, <laughs> then there is the voice of the devil. Yeah, your, your arch nemesis. Yeah, the one that really doesn't love you, uh, but he wants to talk to you. Oh, I could work. Uh, so, so, so let's look. Let's look at this. So, so how, 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 how? Somebody might be asking, how do I know when one of, uh, how do I know which one is speaking to me? Good question. So let's look at this. Let's start by looking at the flesh. Somebody said the flesh. The flesh, the flesh. I'm glad you got your shout in early. Uh, yeah, the flesh, the flesh, the flesh, flesh. How do we know when the flesh is speaking? Well, let's look at the first thing is the flesh is always in a hurry. Yeah, your flesh, my flesh is always in a hurry. Uh, Always, I, I mean, we're living in a society today uh, 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 that, that's in a hurry, that, that's trying to uh, uh, achieve stuff in a hurry, trying to lay hold to stuff in a hurry. Don't want to wait because we're in a hurry. Yeah, Isaiah 28 and 16 tells us something critical in the last clause. He says, whoever believes will not act hastily. Yeah, when you believe in God, when you trust him, understand you won't move so quickly because you understand the criticality of uh, obeying his voice and, and, and being in tune with him and being in motion with him. You won't act too hastily. Matter of fact, Acts 9, 19 and 36 says, so since these things cannot be denied, yeah, you ought to be quiet and stay calm and do not do anything rash in a hurry hasty <laughs> uh, and then Solomon tells us in Proverbs 14 and 29 he who is slow to wrath has great understanding but he who is impulsive exalts folly yeah, when you are hasty, understand, uh, you exalt foolishness. Um, because when you are hasty, you don't think about things. You don't add up the cost. Uh, you don't think about the consequences. No, I, I'm in a hurry. I, I wish I had a witness in here. I, I, I wish I had somebody in here. How many will be honest and admit that there are times in your life where you listen to your flesh and you were hasty and it got you in trouble? Ah, uh, yeah, I want to talk to a real church. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, somebody, yeah. That, you, you know, you got into the relationship, and after you got into the relationship, you said, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Yeah, I should have slowed down just a little bit. Uh, I, I really wasn't ready for that. I thought it was going to be this, and it ended up to be that. Uh, I wish I had some real people in here. You, you know, you, you may have quit the job too soon uh, without thinking about that the light bill is going to be due. That the rent is coming due. <laughs> that the card note is coming due. Uh, uh, yeah, that you're going to need some resources. Uh, you didn't wait on the next one before you quit the first one. Y'all ain't going to help me. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you were hasty. Maybe you were hasty in purchasing something. You, 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 you know, you were out shopping uh, uh, and it just looked good. It smelled good. Uh, it drove good, you know. Uh, and you just were, were impulsive and purchased it. I, I wish I had some people in here that, that, that you know, yeah, yeah. You you didn't take the 24-hour rule or the 48-hour rule. No, no, no. You didn't go home and think about it. Uh, because most of the time when you go home and think about it, you leave it where it is. Why? Because you realize just how important it really wasn't. Uh, yeah. Or maybe you said something too hasty. Yeah, you were talking too quick. Yeah, you didn't think about who it was going to hurt. Yeah, or the ramifications of what you were saying, how it was going to come back to bite you. You wish that you could grab that back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. See, if we're not careful, listening to our flesh will cause us to make hasty decisions. Yeah. Second thing is, is that how do you recognize when the flesh is talking? Uh, see, y y y your flesh oftentimes when it's talking is being emotion driven. Yeah, well, let me say it. You know, you, you, you get in your own, your own feelings. Yeah, my bishop used to say, you know, you, you don't have no feelings. Yeah, because how, how many of those feelings can get you in trouble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feelings can get you in trouble. I, 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 I thought of it, I said, you know, you, know you, you just can't quit stuff because of how you feel. Uh, yeah, I, I think too many people are feelings-led rather than spirit-led. Uh, because because something doesn't make you make us happy uh, or doesn't make us feel good doesn't mean yeah that it's not for you uh, yeah because you know we like to we like to feel happy you know we like to feel good but how many know that sometimes God has allowed some things to happen in your life you have to go through some things in order to get where God desires you to be so God never promised us everything was going to be happy. Uh, God never promised us that we were going to feel good about everything. No, no. Some stuff he has to take us through. Some, some hills he has to get us to climb. Some valleys he wants us to walk through because except you go through it, understand you'll never draw closer to him. Some stuff God got to take you through in order to work some stuff out of your life that should not be there. I wish I had a witness in here. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know it, it took that in order for you to appreciate uh, who you are and, and what God has done in your life. Sometimes uh, he has to humble you through situations and circumstances. Sometimes he got to take you through there. Uh, yeah, so just because it doesn't feel good 
Yeah. Yeah, because the Bible tells us that when we're led by the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah. I mean, how do, how do we know when uh, the flesh is talking? Uh, uh, yeah, the flesh. See, the flesh has a way of... Uh, Yielding, I should have said yielding, I said willing to, willing to compromise. Yielding to compromise. Yeah, yielding to compromise. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I, you know, I know what the scripture says, but, you know, let, you know I'm, I'm going to do this just one time. You know, God, God, God understands. You, you know how we do. You know, we, 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 we want to compromise with, with God. Your God has told us something, and we know it was God. Uh, but when the flesh is speaking, it, it tells us, you know, God really didn't mean that. Uh, Y'all ain't here. Uh, you know, uh, he, he really didn't mean that. Uh, this is what he meant. Uh, and, and, and you know, like we do, we, we, we want to find somebody else that'll agree with our flesh. Uh, yeah, we, 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 we find those, those flesh pleasers, uh, uh, those people that they flesh talking to, and, and because they flesh talking to, you in agreeance with them, uh, and you're compromising what God has spoken. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to work through this. <laughs> And then there is, you know, the flesh always has us to have a selfish desires. Yeah, it, it becomes all about us and not about anybody else. You know, we're not concerned who we step over. Ah, yeah, yeah, we're not concerned who we hurt. Um, because after all, I'm trying to please my flesh. Uh, you know, I, I want my flesh to feel good. I, I, I don't like it aching. I, I don't like it in pain. No, no, I, I, I want to fulfill my desires. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul talks about the works of the flesh in Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Look what he says. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. He, he says they are evident. Uh, he says they're there. You can see them. They're present. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he says, which are, he, he says, now don't get it twisted, I want to tell you what they are. Uh, he says, uh, adultery, he says, fornication, he says, uncleanliness, lewdness, he says, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, he says, jealousy. Outbursts of wrath. Uh, he says, there it is, selfish ambitions. He says, dissensions, heresies. I really could spend a whole month on them, uh, but I need you to go back and look at them. Uh, he says, envy, murders. Oh, he says, drunkenness, uh, reveries, uh, and the like. He says, of which... He says, now, I, I want to tell you what they are, and then I want to show you the result of them working in your life. He says, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past. He said, I told you this before. He, he says, you heard this before. 
I wonder how often have we heard God speaking. We heard what he told us not to do, but yet we still did it anyhow. Oh. He says that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ah. Matter of fact, if you go back in 17, he says that there's a battle going on. He says there's a battle going on with your flesh. Between the flesh and the spirit. He said there's a fight going on. He said they're at war. They're at constant battle. Day in, day out. He says they're struggling. They're they fighting one another. He, he says where the spirit tells you to do what's right, uh, there's a, something in your flesh telling you to do wrong. Uh, that's why Paul says there's no good thing found in my flesh because I understand that he says that that I would do I don't do that that I could do uh, he says I don't do it he says because the, uh, there's something working in me that there's a struggle going on I wish I had some real people in here that you realize that there is a struggle going on on the inside you wake up one day you want to do right and you wake up the next day and you just want to you don't care uh, you just want to please your flesh you just want to do whatever you want to do one day you're quiet and the next day you can't keep your mouth closed y'all ain't gonna help me ah yeah 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 there's something at war in us ah there's something at war and Paul says when these things are at war ah, <laughs> I got an amen from a child ah, yeah, when these things that Paul is referring to are operational, understand it means that the flesh is talking. Yeah, the flesh is talking, and we have to be careful. We have to be careful not to allow the culture to lead our flesh. Mm. I mean, just because the culture says it's right, doesn't mean God says it's right. Just because the culture says, you know, uh, because the culture, just because the culture, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, culture says, uh, oh, yeah, I, I used to do that too. Y'all ain't going to help me. Just because the culture said it's okay to smoke a little weed doesn't mean it's okay with God. Y'all ain't going to help me. Y'all ain't going to help me this morning. Uh, don't, uh, don't miss God listening to the culture. Uh, don't let the culture get you in trouble. Don't let the culture send you to hell when God is speaking loud in our ears. Be careful of the culture. Be careful of the culture. Yeah, the culture, the culture, culture. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, it says, let God be true. And every man a liar. What he says is right. Ah, uh, yeah, it, it was here uh, before I got here. 
is going to be here when I leave. Everything that God has ordered out in his word, understand, I know the culture want to change it, but the truth of the matter is when God has spoken it, it settles it. Uh, I know everybody want to say my truth and your truth. Uh, whatever you think is true is right. Uh, whatever somebody else think is true is right. But the devil is a lie. The only thing is right is the word of God. Uh, you, you got to measure everything by the book. Not by the culture. You better get the book. Uh, you better open up the word of God. Uh, not a magazine. Uh, not a blog. Not a Facebook. You better open up the word of God. My God, my God, y'all sit down, y'all sit down. Oh, sit down. Oh, my God. Uh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? God is talking. We got to make sure that we're not listening to our flesh more than we're listening to God. Uh, well, let's look at this second thing. I'm, I'm, I will not finish this today. Uh, you're going to have to come back Wednesday night. Uh, somebody say Wednesday. I know, I know everybody don't like Wednesday, but Wednesday. You want to hear God Wednesday. So how, 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 how do we... How, how do we know when the devil is speaking? Mm. How do we know when the devil is speaking? Yeah, the first thing is, is that he lies. He lies. He lies. I mean, John 8 and 44 tells us. It says, you are your father. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father, you want to do. He says, how... He, I mean, he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. He doesn't stand it. So anything he says is not going to be true. He said, because there is no truth in him. You can turn him upside down, inside out, and you won't find no truth. It says when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. So anytime that the devil speaking, understand it's not going to be true. Because he's a deceiver. He's a deceiver. I mean, we see this Genesis. He, he, he was a deceiver from the beginning. He hadn't changed. <laughs> I mean, we see this, Genesis 3 and 13, it says, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. How did he deceive her? By what he said. You won't surely die. God had already spoken. He had already sealed what was true. Mm. He had already told her what she should measure everything else against. But the devil came and said something that tantalized her flesh. 
that caused her to obey the devil instead of God. He hadn't changed. He's doing the same thing. <laughs> oh, so, so he's a deceiver. I, 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 second thing is, I, I, uh, he wants you to doubt God's word. How do you know when he's speaking? Because he's going to cause some doubt to come. Yeah, cause you to question. Did God really say that? Hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Genesis 3 and 1, we see it. And now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? Question. Ha you sure? You, sh you, you sure? Look at that. Doesn't it look good? I, I mean, and it's amazing because out of all the other trees they could eat, huh, Satan will often try to deceive us. We have access to everything else, but he'll often deceive us with the very one thing that God has said no. I mean, understand, the other trees would have met the same need. Uh-uh. The other trees were, I mean, God created it. They had to be beautiful. And he calls her to look at that one thing and question what God has said. Hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look at what doubting God's word, how it impacted the lives of them then and still impacting our lives today. I mean, when we start doubting God's word, understand, you start doubting or we'll start doubting his goodness. Yeah, I, I mean, it opens a door when we doubt one thing to doubt another one. Uh, you know, you, you know God, God, is, God loved him more than he loved me. I mean, but his word said he had no respect of a person. I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll start doubting, doubting God's authority. Uh, you know, it, I, I mean, does he really have all power? You know, can he really heal me from that? Can he really come in and, and, and heal the relationship? I mean, can he really uh, uh, open that door, that job for me? Can, can God really, really do that? He, he will cause us to doubt God. He, he'll cause us to doubt God's plan for our life. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I know God sent me on this path, but, you know, could God be wrong? Uh, yeah, could it be better this way? You, you, you know, I, I, I got a little education. You know, I, you know I, I don't necessarily need God's instruction. And the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways. Oh, I mean, we have to be careful because the devil is cunning. Oh, another thing that the devil, oh, did you recognize his voice, is that he creates negative thoughts and confusion. Negative thoughts. Think about this. The devil understands that our mind is the battleground. Yeah, he, he understands that this is the place where we're most vulnerable. We're most vulnerable in our mind. 
How wild we must vulnerable in our mind because understand we have likes and dislikes and weaknesses and fears and insecurities. And the devil appeals to those things with negative thoughts. Yeah. He wants to get you thinking negative in every area of your life. He understands that the more negative thoughts that grow, the greater the mental stronghold will be erected in your life. Yeah, the devil is about building strongholds. Yeah, he, he wants strongholds in your life to think that you'll never overcome. That you'll never be better than, or, or, or more, better than grandma, better than great grandma. That, that you got to deal with this issue that you got to struggle with. But the devil is a liar. Uh, he just wants to build up that stronghold to think that you can't get over it. That it'll never come down. Uh, he builds it up and he builds it up by talking to us. Talks to us. He talks to us. Yeah, these are strongholds that affect the way we live our lives. And he loves confusion. I'm just about done. He loves confusion. Matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians 14 and 33, it says, For God is the author, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. See, the devil loves to create confusion and chaos. Uh, if there's confusion, yeah, the devil's got his hand in it. If there's chaos, understand the devil's got his hand in it. We're living in a society today where you can look around and all you see is chaos. All you see is turmoil. All, all you see is confusion from the government down, from the government to the household, from the adults to the children. Understand, everybody is confused. And guess what? The devil is sitting back laughing. Uh, he's rejoicing because he, he, he embraces confusion. He wants the world toe up from the flow up. He wants us not to get along. Matter of fact, he wants the church uh, people not to get along. He wants confusion confusion to stir up so he can tear down the progress of God I mean not only is he a liar but the, the Bible says that he comes to steal kill and to destroy so the devil wants to confuse you and steal your joy and kill the awesome things that God has planned and purpose for your life because the truth of the matter is the devil doesn't care anything about you I know you thought he liked you but he doesn't care anything about you no, he's out to kill, steal, and to destroy. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your future. He wants to destroy your children. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your finances. He doesn't want you to advance. No, he wants to destroy everything that is assigned to you. Why? Because he understands that you were created in the image of God and that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And the more that he can talk to you, he'll rob you of everything that God has destined and planned for your life he'll cause you to be depressed he'll cause you to throw in the towel he'll cause you to want to commit suicide if you keep listening to him when God has given us his voice that will give us life and life evermore oh, I gotta go oh, but he wants to confuse you to make you think that you need drugs and alcohol to deal with life circumstances and I can't make it without, I can't make it without another dose. I can't make it without another hit. No, I, I, I need this to, to, to deal with life. I need it. But how many know anything that alters your cognitive thinking is not good for you? Uh, I'm, I'm going to just have to do a whole series on that. 
Uh, but he, he wants to confuse you to think that running someone down, someone else down, will help you feel better. Yeah, putting your foot on somebody else. <laughs> Exposing they dirt when you got dirt. Uh, uh, see, he wants to confuse you to think that you need, you need that man or that woman in your life to make you feel valued and loved. But how many know if you got God in your life, uh, I mean, he can do more than any man or more than any woman. I thank God for my wife, but truth of the matter is, if she get the mindset that she want to go on, I know she ain't, but if she want to go on, glory to God, hallelujah, I, 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 I'm going to stay with God. I'm going to trust him. I, I look at these people on television that killed the other person. No, I ain't going to kill the other person. No, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love God. I'm going to keep on loving God. Uh, she can go on if she want to. Uh, I mean, she ain't going nowhere. That's why I can use her. Uh, she ain't going nowhere. Uh, but, but we have to realize that. Uh, that's the setup of the enemy. See, the more I'm done. I, I'm, I'm going to finish. Uh, See, the more we listen to his voice instead of God's voice, the more we will tend to believe what he says is the truth. So we have to learn to say no to the voice of our flesh and to the voice of the devil. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how you do that in this, in, in this series. But it's critical. It's critical because... I do believe that in this season that we're in, we're in the last quarter. I, 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 I do believe that what God is saying is critical. We can't miss it. Because in order for you to end the quarter right and go into a new quarter, a new year, we need to know what God is saying. I'm tired of missing, anybody tired? I'm tired of missing it. <laughs> you know how we do. We come up with that year's, that, that New Year's uh, resolution. February here and it's gone. And it could be because God didn't ordain those things. We were listening to our flesh. These were things that we wanted to accomplish. We were selfish. I, I, I want to know what God is saying. I want to know what he's speaking in this season of my life. And I want to tell you that the more that God wants to talk, the more the enemy will talk. Because he want to drown out what God is saying. So we got to position ourselves. We're going to talk about that too. Yeah. We're going to spend a couple of days positioning ourselves before this month is over. To hear from God. I need God. Anybody need to know what God is speaking? Anybody cares what God is speaking? Come on and rest on your feet on today.